This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This segment of the USCC Expo Experience on Cannabis Radio is brought to you by Copper State Farms, makers of the new chef-made, precision-dosed, good things coming line of edibles, as well as our Jackrabbit line of products, coming soon. Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience, featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. So one of our good friends of the radio network, Joan Irvine, co-founder and CEO of Responsatech, has joined us here. Just outside the Expo Hall here at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for Phoenix 2018. And, Joan, before we get started, I want to talk about uh, some information that was brought out by... Tell me again what was it, which organization this came from. Uh, this is the California Police Chief Association, the League of Cities, and one of the unions. So this is some propaganda that was put out there, which is what it is. Uh, was presented to parents talking about community rules won't matter to wandering weed to protect our children and schools. Uh, how did you come about with this? Um, and what is what is it that you've been able to do to kind of try to counteract and you know try to get to the forefront of why this is being put out and how to curb this kind of propaganda for getting out farther? Yeah. Well, and one of the things that you d- didn't mention is mm-hmm. it's actually a cartoon with kids, which right. we're not allowed to do in this industry. It's a school. It says school. Yeah. It has laughing kids, and then it has a marijuana truck, as if the cannabis industry is going to be going in front of schools. I was absolutely shocked when I saw this, but what I did is you have to recognize it is a major paradigm shift for law enforcement and people. And so instead of just attacking them, I let them know what Response Tech was doing to protect youth and that I thought it was very important that we really get together and we talk about things Mm -hmm. and we help them understand what the industry is doing because by just attacking, it's not going to do any good. No, and the other thing too is that, I mean, it's also trying to, you know, they're trying to provoke, you know, legal action. They're trying to provoke slanders, which they absolutely, I mean, you could go through, but they want you to go through the courtroom system and then create the scenes of that, you know, weed is fighting back. And then that's just the whole thing. But that's why Responsitech is such an important organization, because you are responsibly talking about how people can go and consume and use cannabis, but also make sure they're very wary of keeping it away from any children. Oh, absolutely. And what we did with this campaign is I contacted the executive directors of those associations. Mm-hmm. I contacted my city officials. I contacted all my state and federal officials who I've already been talking to right. and just let them know that this really is not going to be helping that, you know, cannabis is legal in California. It was the will of the voters and it's the responsibility of cities to um, permit it and there's only 30% of the cities in California that have permitted it which is 
one of the issues with this. You no, know, the, the, the cartoon, they're trying to make it look like that the, these kids are going after this black and green truck like it's an ice cream truck. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's so far beyond the scope. It's, it's not even imaginable. But somebody thought this up in government and they thought it was an amazing idea and it's just stupid it's just indicative of what's going on and people not knowing in the trenches going on and talking to people and learning what's actually going on well but can i say once again this has been you know cannabis has been illegal for decades right and i was thinking the other night it was very funny as i was because i'm going to be on a panel Mm -hmm. and i was thinking of how to talk about things and i realized when i was in high school both my parents smoked cigarettes, and I was about 16 when I started smoking cigarettes, which, you know, of course, that now is, you know, oh, foreboding. Yeah. Right. Um, but my parents, my mother said to me, she goes, Joan, if you ever need money for cigarettes, you ask me for it because I don't want you to take a cigarette from anybody else because they may be giving you a marijuana cigarette and trying to get you hooked. <laughs> and that's exactly what the propaganda, and that's going back more decades than oh, I want to say. Yeah. And it really hasn't changed. We've had, what is it, 80 years of propaganda right. about how bad this is. So it is going to take a while to shift. And, you know, also, the, I, from what I've read, you know, the police really don't, besides not morally or ethically wanting it to be legalized, they're going to lose money. Do you realize that all of a sudden there's not going to be the same people in prisons? Yes. No, law enforcement is not going to have to waste their time on this. No. So they may they may be able to use the same police force they have to do Correct. real crime or do great community work as they do. Right. And so you do have you kind of have that dual edged sword that's going on in this. Yeah, but I mean they need the understanding, and obviously you, you having you. Being in the front and showing you're listening, you are one of the top industry watchdogs here, looking out for the children, just as much, I'm worried, even more so than any of these government entities can be as all. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is we can, as we've done in the past, we can do more because if somebody is doing something incorrect, we're not going to arrest them. Yes. You know, and what we do is one of the first things we do is we have this website label. It's a parental filtering website label mm-hmm. that if parents implement parental filtering, their children will never even get to websites. Right. And because it's are you 21 or not? That yes. is not going to, the government's we, not going to let that. In our previous interview back in Miami, we made that point. RX the NCIA, we made yeah. that very clear, absolutely. Yeah. And then we also monitor our member sites to make sure they're going through our best practices. We monitor traffic that's coming into them to make sure that the traffic is good traffic so they don't get mm-hmm. um, picked up on RICO charges. And, and we do have a watchdog hotline. So if somebody is doing something incorrectly, Right. We can go and check it out, and we can get to those people, because a lot of times, people aren't intentionally doing something incorrectly. Yes. So, you have Congress people, you have people right now in government that are supporting, and they definitely recognize what you're doing, the good work you're doing. So, why is it that, have any of these other people, without mentioning my name, have they tried to help out and 
try to lash back at this propaganda coming out. Can I, can I say, on this one, I'm sure it wasn't all the dozens of emails I sent out. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure, I mean, I sent it to the executive director of the city of yeah. LA. I sent it to Lori Ajax, who is the head of the Bureau of Cannabis Control. So mm -hmm. I said, I sent it to, because I've called on all my legislators that yes. I'm a constituent of. So, and I'm sure there was many other people that looked at this and said, Hey guys, you know, this is just not going to, you know, <laughs> no. if you're going to go against, you know, what, first of all, don't go against it. And if you are, at least use, go for something reasonable, you know, that you're concerned about. Right. <laughs> the fear mongering is just, I mean, it's out of control. It just should not happen. Yeah. And there's so much that you offer in, in order, just not as a voice, but just the product, like you said, the filtering to the authorized channel partners to, uh, you know, affiliate safeguards for affiliates and, and compliance. And... You know, it's, you know, the other thing too is that the government is trying to come in here, which they're not a good, they're not good at doing any advocacy or really being responsible for anything. So your organization is made for self-responsibility and to encourage that. So, I mean, I can, it's only imagining, it's, it's got to be a long road to get all this, the, the entire industry to come up and lockstep with what you're doing. Yes. And can I say, and we've only been in existence for less than a year now in the cannabis industry. And there were other industries you worked at and you successfully Excellent. across the board were able to get advocacy from and was real responsibility was being put in place and we saw it and it still holds today. Yeah. Oh, very definitely. And it's just, it's really getting the messaging out. I mean, I've been, as you know, I went to the NCIA lobbying days. Yes. I've been to the uh, CC, the California Cannabis Industry Association, their policy conference. Right. So it's really, it's, us getting our information out and because of people like you Absolutely. you help us spread the word because once they hear it in fact years ago I was at a conference in Washington and it was uh -huh. FBI DOJ it was all these people and I was telling this one DOJ person um, what we did right. and he was looking at me and he was going I mean he was totally dissing me <laughs> I mean can I say he didn't say it but his attitude his stances the way he was talking to me was dissing me and I said well you know Jane Harmon congressperson Jane Harmon gave us an award for this and his he it stopped him in his tracks and his chin when he picked his chin up off uh -huh. the floor I mean it was a totally different thing. So we have to work. You know, one of the things, it's important to work through the existing systems. It's important that we go and we get these recognitions for the good work that we're doing. Because right. then it's, if, if you don't do that, then you're not recognized as legitimate. Okay. Now, you are speaking here on Adult Use on the Horizon in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, briefly, what is it that you brought up uh, during your presentation? Well, it's, um, what I'm going to be bringing up is the importance of incorporating youth safety. Yes. into what you're doing and especially since the adult use in Arizona is probably not going to be it's not on this ballot so it's going to be on hopefully the next ballot but if you t when you talk to the legislators if you can bring up about the youth safety mm -hmm. and the steps that we have the self-regulation we do then maybe that they'll feel more comfortable they may incorporate some of it um, it really changes the dynamics that, you know, it's not, they're going to go youth safety and go, well, we got that covered. You know, we got response to tech. Yeah. And then, of course, getting the governments, getting the government, local, state, national, to continue to continue dialogue and continue discussion. And so that we can avoid, you know, anybody coming out with 
they, they might have a complete disdain or, or standoffish attitude about what you're doing. You know, it's a matter of there's just got to be really open lines of dialogue and, and, and the lack of devices that we're having right now in general. So besides the lobby days, uh, what other efforts are you able to make to get to the government? Oh. Well, and reach out to them. You're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Persuasive, I'm sure. Uh, I, no, I mean, I made sure. I mean, I, I, I do call on my local legislators. Yes. You know, both the, the California and then also the, uh, my federal legislators. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I have myself available. If somebody needs me to go with them to, you know, make some calls on legislators, I'm very happy right. to do that. You know, as we start to progress, you know, in our efforts, you know, we'll be doing some campaigns, you know, to, to contact the legislators. We also, by being on panels as we are here we, and being interviewed by you, it's, it helps us to get the message out. Um, so, and then we're also international. So we were up in Canada at a trade show up there. We made sure we contact, no, people were aware. Right. I, mean, I even got like 10 seconds with Bruce Litton from... Wow. Cannabis growth the day after yes. they got the five billion dollar oh. infusion of capital. Um, so, you know, and they're not aware of us because we haven't been up there. Yeah, well, again, it's a matter of time. But the one thing I can tell you is to, and I've said this across the board, I've talked to, you know, people like Vivian McPeak, who hosts our Hempersent program while I'm in a month here. He's going to be keynoting as we record today. The matter of representation, proper representation in front of the media, in front of government. We need you to be up more up 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 for up front and close. I mean, I'll tell you, God forbid, you ever get a chance to talk to Laura Ingram, who is one of the biggest, you know, people that are just downplaying and off, off just out of touch when it comes to the cannabis industry, and understanding that listen, you know, it's not for you to understand, but there's an acceptance by the entire country, by so many different polls and ballots that we see, country to, state by state, the entire country, people are looking to go ahead and accept adult use. They're ready for it. And I would love if there's ever a day where you get in front of her or others that I kind of speak that nonsense and just realize, listen, we're not stupid people here. Look at, look at my tracker. Look at what I've done. Look what I'm going to do. I'm here for everybody, and it's for the greater good. And mm-hmm. I think you do, obviously, we always say this, you make tremendous service for us. And it's, we're so happy you're in this industry, and we're so happy we have you. Thank you We're so much. I, I appreciate that. And of course, if you want to get any of those other interviews set up for me, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the word out to you. I don't want to get this put across. Right over here, folks. So again, Joan Irvine, co-founder, CEO of Response Tech. Thank you so much for being with us on Cannabis Radio once again. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.